0: Should employees be responsible for covering their own shifts when they take a vacation or have a doctor's appointment? This week, we're gonna talk about a whole lot of management messes out there in the veterinary practice and some of the solutions that we think all practices should take heed of, this week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, Becky is going to share with us a whole slew of stories that are popping up on our social media feeds talking about some really messy management practices. And we want to know what you think about some of these issues because if you're confronting some of these disasters that we're going to talk about today, we really want to hear from you. But before we get into that, As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward.
1: And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky,
0: you know, one of the good things about social media is people have a platform to share their challenges, to share their dilemmas, and to seek advice and counsel from their colleagues. And lately, you've been seeing a lot of summertime challenges out there when people are saying, hey, I'm trying to take a vacation and my boss is saying, okay, fine, as long as you cover your own shifts. Becky, you've been hearing some really upsetting stories in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, in mine as well, and I understand that we're all like really short-handed, and I think this is part of what is exacerbating a problem that we've kind of touched on throughout the years because we've seen it sort of in bits and pieces. But I think now with so much um, emotional tax and exhaustion and being short staffed for so long now, as well as a lot of difficulty we've seen with clients and a lot of change, um, people are just more emotionally charged in general. And I'm feeling curious um, to hear from our folks out there about how you're dealing with the shortage on top of allowing people their days off, their wellness time, and everything else. So what I'm seeing as a trend on Facebook um, and other groups and forums is individuals who want to take time off and are being guilted or shamed or just plain old mandatory must find coverage for their shifts and on top of that still being contacted while they're on their vacations.
0: Wow. And, and Becky, I know you've got some examples to share with us, but before we get into that viewfinders, I mean, this already smells and and sounds like really bad management process in fact it sounds like there is no process in place because if you are asking to take time off for a vacation which you're entitled to if you are asking for time off to take a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment or to take your child to whatever i mean that's part of the job and if management can't solve that dilemma that challenge that problem then Becky, what the heck is management doing? I mean, that's not incumbent on the employee to find coverage. Just point blank to me, Becky, as someone who has managed and owned veterinary practices for really the past almost 30 years. Becky this is nonsense
1: I know so for me I think this is going to need out of the box thinking but I think in the current setup and and thinking inside the box management has a right to also say well what do you want me to do I can't produce people out of thin air I've had the ads out I've done the interviews I'm hearing about people who take a job, don't show up on their first day, don't show up on the second day, just like there's really poor exit etiquette. Um, And so I think management feels that their hands are tied a little bit in supplying the staff. I think what we're overlooking is changing our systems to accommodate our teams. I don't think people say like, okay, well we're going to have to back down on appointments or we're going to have to lengthen the time of appointments because it's going to take more time. And, My fear is, and I've had this conversation a lot lately, is if you're not able to run your clinic and your business in a way that allows your staff to be well and to have work-life balance, then you're doing so on the backs of your staff, and you're doing so with a disregard to their longevity.
0: Yeah, it's exploitation. I mean, plain and simple, Becky. I mean, this kind of stuff drives me nuts because yeah. you're absolutely right. If the the business is not able to run profitably, you know, so so th- again, that's probably a big issue. There's the margins just aren't there. We're not charging appropriately, or whatever. And we can we can all cry a river about the reasons why that is. But the fact remains that we're still faced with these shortages and dilemmas and all this stuff. So. Honestly, you're right. I mean, if you don't have the staff to accommodate the capacity of appointments that you're being faced with, you need to reduce those appointments that you're seeing and raise your fees. I mean, that's one of the solutions, but to overwork, and again, I will use the term to exploit you know, your staff by underpaying them and giving them poor benefits and, and really poor working conditions, You know, Becky, that's just not fair. So share with us some of those examples of these stories that you're, that you're hearing out there because they were really disturbing to me.
1: Yeah, so like one thing I've heard a bunch of and seen a couple times is I went I have I'm t- I'm taking a day off for a doctor's appointment to take my kid to the pediatrician, uh, to take my parents to the doctor, whatever it is, and management is asking me to come back after my appointment. I've taken the day off, but they're not giving me the full day. They know they can't deny my health care, but they're basically making me feel bad or just requesting that I come back in. Um, so that's one trend I'm seeing. The other really disturbing trend um is this getting your own shift covered. and in the particular circumstance I read um, and it had to do with the fact that vacations got cancelled in twenty twenty and things got moved around, and people are now at a point where they have to use travel vouchers, right? You know, like I've got right, some right. flight vouchers they they expire in September, you know we're we're needing to use them or they're going away. It turned out this girl was the second one to ask for this particular week off, and for whatever reason, management decided she had to cover both shifts. And between that amount of time, there's staff turnover. And so, what this individual reflected and showed was a, a text message that came on the first day of her vacation kind of guilting and shaming her into being short staffed that week and how management was going to have to really struggle and hope that everyone, you know, wasn't sick and stays well and doesn't need them to have time off. Like, like your time off is so important. Apparently no one else can take it really just making this girl feel terrible. And I, I, I really, you know, I read through the comments, obviously there's no one in support of the actions that happened in the clinic, but at the same time. I don't know that I would even return to that clinic, to be honest with you, after that. But I I also want to hear and see it from all sides. Okay,
0: so Becky, just to rewind, let me make sure I understand this correctly. A person wants to take a vacation, and unfortunately, it also coincided with another person in the staff, um, their vacation time. So the management said, hey, if you want to take it off, you've got to now find coverage within our staff for both of you. That's the first thing I want to clarify.
1: Yeah, and I've oh never gosh. heard this before. <laughs> oh, wow. I, and I can't understand. It. it was asked several times in the post, like, what are you talking about? Like, how how could that, how could you possibly need to, I don't understand.
0: Okay, now the second thing is you mentioned a text message that came into the person who figured out a way to get the people all covered. They're now on vacation. On their first day, they get a text from their boss saying, oh, I hope everything goes well while we're gone because we're really going to be short-staffed if, if it doesn't go perfectly. Is that what I'm understanding?
1: Exactly. And again, oh there gosh. was some turnover, <laughs> some changes in circumstance. Um, wow. This individual also even indicates that they tried to approach their manager before vacation saying like, hey, we've lost some people in the meantime, so the coverage is a little wonky and really um, – It sounds, again, three sides to every story, being very proactive about the spaces that were going to be left in the schedule. And, you know, for me... I know that individually, like, when I tell somebody no, it's really hard for me. So when somebody comes back and says, hey, I know you said no, but I just, I totally have to ask you again because, you know, we really need it or whatever. If you make me come back and say no twice, I I get kind of pissy and resentful about it because (laughs) it was really hard the first time. Yeah. You know? So I feel like for this individual who tried to be really proactive, the idea of, You know, getting this on the back end, um, I would be incredibly resentful. Like I said, I don't know if I would go back to that clinic. But it isn't an isolated event when we look at um, people who get called in on their days off on a regular basis, people who lose their days off on a regular basis, people who just have to work these double shifts because people don't show up. I mean, we're seeing a lot of this trend, especially post-COVID shortages.
0: Yeah. And Becky, a couple of things just jump out. Number one, viewfinders, this is just poor management, bad management, bad boss, whatever. I mean, there's really no excuse for this. If that manager boss wanted to complain and worry about, you know, what's going to happen if that should be done within their level of management. Like you say that to another manager or to your owner or something like that, you don't then transfer that kind of guilt to your staff. I, like I, To me, this is just so bad on so many levels. (laughs) The second thing is, I believe Firmly, that what the COVID pandemic actually exposed in the vet profession is our inefficiencies. Now, it's no secret I've been talking about this for 25 years. I mean, my very first book and video was about improving efficiencies during the workflow. And so, you know, I think what's happened, Becky, is we've just exposed a flaw in the delivery of our services. And now, when we do having a surge in demand, people just don't have the systems in place. And now, of course, when you say, hey, I'd like to take a day off or a week off, well, suddenly, Suddenly now you're double exposed, right? Because you don't have the coverage and you don't have the systems. And again, this is just poor management. And Becky, I'm going to make one other argument to the viewfinder family today. And this is why we're being corporatized, being taken over by corporate entities, because they do understand these. I mean, you know, they while it's a struggle for everybody, no matter what scale, you know, Corporates, typically people with deep business experience, they understand we have to develop a system. And if things are short, like you're mentioning, you know, then we're going to have to adjust our scheduling. If things are short, then we're going to have to adjust our pricing. Perhaps if things are short, we're going to have to find a solution, not again, to guilt the staff for taking into it. Because Becky, this doesn't make sense long-term. This isn't sustainable. What are you going to do? Just continually guilt your staff for taking any time off until they all just burn out and blow up?
1: I mean, exactly. Or become so resentful, right? Then they they hit their max and we get these shame cultures. We get this bullying and this nastiness right. in the clinic because people are exhausted. And that doesn't exclude the managers. Like, I don't want to pick on management here and say, like, you're doing a bad job and not providing these solutions, I think their hands can be tied, but I think what we're trying to say is from a thousand foot view, you have to pull yourself outside of your current box, your current system and your current protocols because we are in unprecedented times. So if you're working with smaller staffs than you ever have before, then you have to start thinking like you have a smaller staff than you ever have before. I think the assumption should be that your staff is going to call in sick, that they are going to need vacation, that they're going to need time off, that they're going to need their lunches and not the assumption that, You will find somebody to be a body, be on the floor, regardless of their mental, emotional, or physical state at the time, based on how long they've been working, how hard they've been working, and what the clinic has put them through. Well,
0: you know, Becky, it's interesting because as, as you're telling me these stories, and again, you know, Viewfinders, uh, Becky is very well-respected and well-connected in the veterinary technician world and so forth. And, you know, I'm kind of on the other slightly side of the of the aisle with owners and management. And Becky, you know, I, I'm hearing this around the country. There, comp- people, management and owners are complaining that their staff is suddenly calling in sick, you know, not showing up, kind of like what you alluded to earlier. And again, you know, they're saying, you know, wow, these young people, they don't want to work and all this stuff. (laughs) And I kind of want to sit back and say, wait a second, when's the last time they took any time off? Mm -hmm. And this scenario that you alluded to earlier, at least they were working in weeks or months in advance trying to make this work. And yet, if you don't allow people to have the space to take time off or feel like they're not going to be guilty, you know, if they do take some time off to take their kid to the pediatrician for crying out loud, well, what they're going to do, Becky, is resort to the tactic like, I'm just not showing up to work today.
1: Right, absenteeism—it's one of the number one signs that your team is burning out, or that there's a poor culture in your clinic that needs to be addressed. And so, if you are getting this, where people are calling out sick, um, and unexpectedly, it—it's—it probably does, especially if there's a trend, have to do with them being overworked with there being some kind of conflict in the back because there's avoidance right they're avoiding whatever that is and it is really unfortunate because I also do see a lot of posts from technicians who are actually sick that lay there feeling guilty all day long like could I drag myself to work rather than lay here and feel guilty for letting my team down and so i guess that's maybe the bottom line like if you're not in your clinic if the mentality is you're going to be letting your team down then you do have a foundational problem
0: yeah and what's interesting too is in the context of the wellness movement you know i mean for the past decade I think we've done a fair job at illuminating some of the self-care, wellness, mental health issues that our profession is facing. I mean, it's no secret burnout, compassion fatigue, even depression and suicide and substance abuse. These are, are real issues in our profession. So I think we've done a good job of saying, hey, we've got a problem where we're really failing our staff becky is then giving them some solutions because as much as we talk about these issues what you've just shown us once again today is it's really a lot of lip service right
1: yeah and i you know i'm working on a project with you know one of the large name pharmaceuticals to create a, a wellness type area or space or education that will help with practical items and it's i think what we try to do here a lot where we recognize there is a lot of talking about what the problems are and a lot of, you know, oh, you just need to do this and do that and it's like I don't have the means. I don't know how to do that. I don't have that skill set. Um and it really is about developing the skill set to do to do wellness, right? To do self-care, right. to do self-prioritization. It is a skill that you have to develop and practice and uh, um you know, learn to embrace. So, I think there are more resources trying to be made to go out there, but it it is a thing where I think we get stuck in this mindset of like bad. We just kind of get in this ditch of, you know, if I do this, then this. And it's this cause and effect that I think really affects our teams um, and is difficult for, I think, management to deal with because, again, it is frustrating to be short-handed. It's frustrating to have doctors mad and yelling at you because they're, st- they're short-staffed. Um, but again, we've really got to look at what what cracks it's covering up if that's where we're ending up
0: so well said. There are a couple of strategies that we found to be effective. And, you know, again, I'll throw them out there for, for you know, for what it's worth for you guys. Uh, the first thing is, you know, obviously in, in our main clinic, we would see these summer holiday requests, just like you guys are talking about today, right? Becky, I mean, everybody wants to go off for July 4th, for example. Well, one of the things that that Lara instituted, you know, many, many years ago, two things. Number one, she did have a prioritization. So at the beginning of each year, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast, she would ask people to put in their vacation request so if you want july 4th you know you're gonna have to put it in in january if you want to you know secure that spot and then she would say you know let's talk talk about who did what last year rotation and you know hierarchy so the people that were you know had been tenured longer they had more priority for when they wanted to prefer to take time off so that's one thing sort of going ahead and Asking in advance, asking in January, heck, asking in June, right now when we're recording this podcast, Becky. I mean, you know, you need to be looking ahead because right now is a great time to schedule for Christmas and Thanksgiving vacations, if you ask me. So, the first thing is trying to say, you know, ask ahead. The second thing that we did was we did offer some incentives because we knew that, okay, July 4th is going to come around. We're going to have a boarding boom. We're going to have people out and we're going to have tourists in our area. We live on the coast of North Carolina. And so, one of the things Laura would do was offer financial incentives for those people that worked because we knew they were going to be working double hard, right? So yeah. we would give them little extra bonuses. And bonus isn't the quite the right term I'm saying, but it it's, it is in effect what we were doing. So the people that were working around, like let's say the holidays or during a time when when every, you know other people were out and we were short staffed, we gave them a little extra something. And I think that's also that can help. Help sometimes, right? I mean, that can make people feel like, okay, they acknowledge that I'm working my fanny off right now, right? So I think that's okay too. Um, the second, and I'm sorry, the final thing too that I would offer to you guys to, to really consider would be to then we would look at our appointments. We really did always look at appointment capacity. And I know I've published different formulations on how you can try to calculate this in your clinic, but you do need to understand that your staff your staff numbers, your staff experience, the number of exam rooms, the number of doctors you have, right? All of that, there's a formula that says these are the number of appointments you can handle effectively in an hour or a day, you know, depending on how you want to do the formulation. And and Becky, if you see that suddenly your staff goes from 10 to 6 you're gonna have to adjust your appointments, right? I mean, there's just no way around it. And then people are like, well, Ernie, that's ridiculous. Then my income is down. Well, then you've got a great alternative there. You can be provide very crappy care, excuse my language, for the next week, Becky, and you can lose three or four clients, and then that's going to cost you an average of five to seven thousand each. So that's what cost you fifteen, twenty one thousand dollars. Hey, the, the, I think I think the choice is yours. But I do believe Becky, and you've you've mentioned this now a couple of times. If you're going to be short-staffed, you either improve the systems or you reduce the number of appointments.
1: You know, it's, it's funny because, like, I think to myself, like, my husband gets holiday pay if he has to go to work on a holiday. You know, he gets, like, yeah. time and a half or whatever. because. That's what you should be getting. It's called a shift differential. If you have to work a shift that is unpleasant based on the nature of it, like a holiday. And the other thing is you're absolutely right. Like I don't think we're even thinking either about like getting offsetting, right? So so I would I would venture to say that your change in hours, first of all, I bet in my experience, like working ER shifts, people they fight to sign up for those holidays. The best food really grateful come you know everyone that yeah. comes in is really gracious it's a holiday they're usually pretty nice um, lots of chocolate vomit most techs are pretty good with chocolate vomit you know usually things we can deal with um, but but when you make it fun and you give an incentive to be there it's not hard to get people to cover holidays you know it just really isn't um, it's when it's miserable there is no accommodation and they feel like they're going to be drugged through the mud and that you will not create and hold boundaries for them so you'll accept ur- urgent care visits at whatever hour of the day regardless
0: and I agree Becky I mean it's it's it is about making it fun this is management this is where we started this conversation yeah. these are messy management issues in my opinion come on guys we can do better
1: yeah, and, and it's, it's just a matter of, if i and we honestly, we love our jobs. I never really cared about working a holiday kennel shift. Um, I love to go and spend the holidays with the dogs. I love to tell them Merry Christmas and give them lots of treats and everything like that. So um, I don't think it is a matter of getting people to work if you have a good place to work and you like your job. I think if it's that they're counting on that day off, that time off, and that they they know that the boundary will never be respected. So your system and your practice works great. You know. I have a little controversy in my brain over the like the totem pole hierarchy. You've been here the longest, so you get the the, the top picks. I think there's good and bad to that. Um, partially just because some people can't help turnover and then so if I'm new on your team that there are times that I've seen that basically mean you get no time off and you get the last of everything so I don't know there's good and bad to that but whatever it is work with your team to figure out what works best so ask them like okay does every other holiday work good for you is there you know a day off is it really important that you have your birthday off is there something a trade-off how does this look for you And, and in general when you include the teams I think they have less Um, adversity in general because at least they felt part of the decision.
0: Absolutely. And getting back to the hierarchy, I mean, Becky, it really wasn't as regimented as it may sound. And what I found is that the more mature or tenured staff, you know, they were the ones that were the first to say, hey, you know, you've got young children, you take Christmas, I'll, you know, we're we're good, you know, swap out uh, New Year's Eve, so my husband and I can have a a dinner, right? You know, so, so, uh, you know, you're right, it works team by team, people by people. But what we're saying is just get a process, have some way to do it. Otherwise, if you are guilting your staff, for taking a vacation, you know, come on, there's a, there's a system that can be improved upon. So yeah. And you're right, Becky, I guess I'm being a little hard on management because I I feel like that's where I am. And so, you know, I feel the most comfortable, you know, sort of always criticizing and trying to improve and cajoling you know, my peers for sure. But you know, it's, it's all of our responsibility. And so if you're a, a staff member out there today, and you're confronted with this, the first thing I would say is I would, I would bounce it right back to that management. Say, let me just make sure I understand what you're asking me to do, that I'm taking time off and you're asking me to now cover my shift off. I mean, you know, I would just bounce it back because when you say it out loud, Becky, it it still sounds ridiculous to me. It's written in practice manuals.
1: Like it is literally in policy. Like if you want a day off, you have to find coverage for your shift. And, you know, I like what Miss Laura did in terms of having conversation because I hate the feel like you have to rush to get to, you know first come first serve it it is really frustrating and that it, it, great for holidays like i think holidays are a side because i do think they need to be picked out through as early in the year as possible and dealt with i 100 agree but what about just that you know it turns out three people in the clinic need this one week off because they're you know it's the first week kids get out of school and they don't have right. summer camp set up or whatever it What then, you know, because again, do we need to adjust our schedule every every two weeks in the summer because we have a bunch of people who want to take time off? But also, is it fair to tell somebody, hey, you don't get to have this time off because you were off Wednesday and Sally asked for it and you came back Thursday and now you're too late. Um, and I think this is where we really need to lean into finding relief services, finding relief technicians, finding additional staff, having a functional on-call system, and working with your teams because, you know, what do you do when you have three of 10 people who want to be out at the exact same time?
0: Yeah, and, and it's, these are real-life dilemmas, and they really happen. But here's the thing, Becky, what we're well, I think we're both totally agreeing on is that, there are solutions that do not involve you texting the employee <laughs> on their first day of vacation True and saying story. hey you know too bad you know i hope you're enjoying yourself out there but we're struggling back here you know i mean so so that's really the the issue yeah. that i'm confronting here is like For okay sure. right there may be a thousand different solutions and and sometimes there may be no solution but the the fact is you can't then put the onus the responsibility and albeit uh, the guilt on the staff that's really where i'm going at it's like that's what management gets paid to do we get paid to make hard decisions i mean that's come on becky I, i just again i don't understand why why do you need a manager if you're going okay you guys figure out the schedule yourself i mean that's an important part of management
1: yeah 100% and you're right like we are being quote-unquote hard on them in the sense that it is their job to figure it out and I think sometimes what happens is we have a hard time in our profession with quote-unquote confrontational conversations which we like to call courageous conversations you know with management who are not going to get behind an idea and when you go to them and you say hey three of our staff want to be off next week and you know what you're going to get is backlash from your owner or doctor yelling screaming there's no way you know x y and z so I think a lot of managers could be listening to this right now saying, I would fully support that, but I can never get my owner or my doctor behind it. And I think this is where it's really important to lean into what you said not too long ago as far as, listen, if we continue to function like this, we're going to lose these people and then it's going to cost us this much money. We're going to be, this is the average time it takes to hire a completely new person. I am seeing more and more on these threads, like, where are you guys hiring? Because I've posted on Indeed, I've posted on Hot Jobs, I've posted on, you know, NAFTA and the state associations and I'm, I'm not getting enough hits, I'm not getting any hits or people with a experience so i think the hard part for managers is having the conversations with the people who make the decisions over them to agree to to flip the box and so to them i say play this podcast loudly from your office and hope that they hear (laughs) blasted through the intercom i don't know but get you the next step is getting the people who say yes or no to those decisions on board
0: Viewfinders, Becky summed it up so well. Share this podcast with people that need to hear it because we're trying to help you make some change here. Uh, Again, Viewfinders, I mean, your job, in my opinion, is hard enough. You don't need to have your vacation coverage piled on top of your responsibilities. I mean, what do you think about this? Have you heard of this type of practice of you covering a shift when you're not around? Have you ever been guilted by a manager or a boss while you're on vacation? I mean, we really want to hear your stories.
1: That's right. You can reach out to us anonymously if you like. I try to make these stories as anonymous and generic as I can, but I want to hear what's going on in your world so we can put it out there and help people um, manage. If you've done something really creative, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder as well. In one hundred and twenty characters you can tell dr ernie over on twitter at VetViewFinder. viewfinder
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right and you know Viewfinders, finders if you are out there today don't feel guilty for listening to this podcast <laughs> this might be the only self-care you get for the day <laughs> so we hope that we brought you a little bit of humor and joy and maybe even something to think about and to pass on to your managers so again we can't wait to talk to you next week i hope you're enjoying your summer talk to you soon bye bye